Hello and welcome to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined by my guy, Michael Fahey. We're here, first episode of 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year to you. How was the first couple days of 2021 treating you? Awesome. Awesome. And a happy new year to you. It's been been good so far. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, mine has also been good. Profitable start, to say the least, for, for soccer. It's uh, been nice. Hopefully that can continue with some cup action today. But before that, we got the weekend of games that we predicted very well. Um, you got the first one. I did not. Uh, West Ham edge out Everton at um, at home. Thomas Suchek scores in the 86th minute. Um, possession, 60-40. West Ham took more shots with more on target. They had three big chances and missed two. Um, when I saw the lineups, I saw Sebastian Allaire yet again, and I thought um, they were going to struggle, but they were able to get through it get the three points, and that's what matters. So uh, good to West Ham. What do you think? Yeah, definitely a um, big result from West Ham. Uh, they needed this win uh, to like kind of keep things rolling in the right direction for them. Uh, back on Hilaire, we talked about it a little bit last episode, but he's just not uh, the number one option for them up top because I think Mikel Antonio came on in the 60th minute. So... I would assume he's healthy and ready to go. And I would also assume that Moyes would start him over Hilaire because a lot of their attacking comes from Mikel Antonio and that he's a big part of that side. But I guess not. Uh, we'll have to see what they do moving forward if um, Antonio's 100%. But um, Everton started off uh, controlling the ball, but from what I saw, they weren't really doing too much with it. They were just like possession kind of oriented in this. But I think uh, that Hamez coming back from injury soon, uh, he did make a cameo in this game, I believe. Uh, yeah, he did. So him coming back may spur them forward and uh, help him get going again. But solid result earned by West Ham here. Yeah, they're really missing out on Hamez. Um Hopefully he can get back in the side soon. They definitely need some more creativity. They're solid at the back. They are. Um, but uh, they definitely need to get more creative up top. Bernard, he's past his prime, unfortunately. Nice to see him still kicking around, but uh, not going to get it done at the end of the day. Right now, Everton sitting in seventh. Not great. Not bad either. Um, I hear uh, rumors of... Isco potentially in yeah. January. Are those do, that, do those have any merit? What do you think about that? Um, I don't know about January. I definitely look at that in the summer. Uh, you know, those started floating around about beginning end of October when um, you know Isco wasn't really getting much with Madrid, and it's just kind of been writing on the wall for Isco over in Spain. But uh, I think it would be a great move. You know, it would he would replace. Uh, Andres Gomez or Guilty Sigurdsson in the starting lineup. And then that'd just be another creative outlet for Everton, which they certainly do need given um, Hamez's injury history and just how starved they are for creativity. So 
definitely a space to watch. I don't know about January, but the summer I could see something happen. Yeah, they um, it definitely would be a big upgrade over Sigurdsson and Gomez, in my opinion. They uh, they definitely need another option up there. Um, next game on the weekend though, you gotta be loving this result. You gotta be loving the penalty. You get you said you would do, and you guys got one. What do you know? Manchester United two, Aston Villa one. Anthony Martial from a beautiful pass from uh, Erwan Bissaka opened up the scoring in the 40th minute. Goes in the halftime, they're up a goal. Um, the center backs pick up two yellow cards. I thought it might get hairy after that, and it did. Bertrand Traore, after a wonderful run from Jack Grealish, great pass as well, fires in the equalizer. Um, but soon after that, a controversial penalty to say the least. In my opinion, I thought it was a bit BS because uh, Pogba tripped over his own leg, but nonetheless, penalty awarded. Bruno Fernandez fires it in in the 61st minute. Hop, skip, and a jump works every time. What do you know? Um, Aston Villa still put up a good fight after that. They had chances. They they attacked you well, especially um, towards the end of regular time. I thought they might have nicked one. But United, great three points. Now joint t- top of the table, as Gary Neville likes to say, with Liverpool. Forget about the goal difference. What is that? Southampton, we love you. We love the Saints. The Saints come marching in. Yes, they do. Uh, what, what do you think about a great result from Manchester United? Um, deserved. I think uh, the Pogba penalty, yeah, I guess you can say it was soft, but uh, there was contact before he tripped over himself, so I don't think it was something you could have overturned. Whatever it was called on the field, it was going to stay. Uh, but... Yeah, great. A uh, little bit of a defensive lapse on uh, Charlie's goal, allowing Aston Villa to take a free kick quick and giving Jack Grealish acres of room to just pick out a pass. And then a deflection off my favorite player of all time, Harry Maguire, sending it past De Gea and in. So, uh, you know, just good result, much needed. Um, I think Villa are a team that is serious about being, you know, the top five, top four area, I definitely think they can fight for Europa League spot this year. No question about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, very, very big result. This is a game that I uh, didn't know what was going to happen. It was definitely a game that looked like United could have lost going into it, and uh, they didn't. So, you know, get the ribbons out. It's time. That's, uh, that's about it. <laughs> Get the ribbons out. Um, I I don't know about that. I I mean, the nerds are at it again, and the bookies are at it again. The nerds, um, according to the nerds, there's an 80% chance that Manchester City will be lifting the title at the end of the year. And according to the bookies, Manchester City is now minus 110 favorites. That's right, minus odds on a title favorite. That uh, first time this season, that's happened. Um, So... While you may think ribbons are red, others are inclined to think they are blue. But nonetheless, great three points from United. Excellent leg placement from Pogba. And uh, Ali, Ali's juju continues to, to get you guys wins, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, next game on the weekend, though, we both saw this coming. Um, Tottenham beating Leeds. 
quite handily three nil. Um, it was it was counterattacking football at the, its finest. Uh, Mourinho let Bielsa and his men come up as much as they want them, and they hit them on the break. They were deadly each time. First time Steven Bergwijn wins a penalty right on the edge of the box. You know, um, it was just in. I guess Harry Kane slots at home. Second goal, another wonderful pass cross. It was it was just amazing in the Hyoming zone. He slots it in. Clinical that guy is clinical. And uh in the fiftieth, off a uh off a set piece, Toby Alderwell gets on the end of Hyoming zone's corner, taps it in, three 0 that's the game. Couple subs later, nothing doing for Leeds. Um they uh they missed only one big chance, so they didn't really create much. Spurs were sturdy in their defense. Uh, highlight of the game for me, the look of disgust, absolute, not maybe disappointment it is, when Matt Doherty gets his red card at the end off a foolish, brainless, worth nothing tackle. Mourinho just looks at him, just utter disappointment. It, uh, it was funny. It was memes. That's my guy. Love him. Your thoughts on uh, Spurs win? Um, yeah, like you said, saw it coming. Um, the one trick pony that is Leeds United ran up against a team that loves it when teams do the only thing they know how to do. And that is run at you and try and keep possession. Uh, yeah, Leeds had no chance in this game. Like didn't matter if they all played their hearts out. They weren't, they weren't scoring. So, uh, yeah, good job Spurs expected win needed win to uh, try and keep pace with this uh, top top flight or top fight at the top of the table that's uh, going on. So, yeah, deserved result, I think. Yeah, definitely a deserved result for Spurs um, and for Leeds too, you know. Yeah. This is going to happen um, when they play teams like this who are disciplined at the back and can break well and be clinical at the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and – uh, since we're talking about Leeds, as I got to do my episode, episodely, I would guess you say. Sure. Daily, week, weekly. weekly. We can call weekly. it weekly. Yeah. yeah. So weekly, um, weekly plug that Arsenal is currently above Leeds United in the standings and they will finish there. Carry on. They're, they're joint with them in the standings. No, they're above them. If we, they're then above Liverpool's I, above United. Liverpool is above us. All right, fair. Liverpool's above United. Okay. All right. All right. Fair. Um, next game on the weekend, though, Sheffield United continues to be absolute dog shit. Um, Crystal Palace 2, Sheffield United 0. Jeffrey Schlupp opens it up early. Oh, my God, Sheffield. You didn't have a chance in this one. Um, but then he goes he goes down 36 minutes later, and uh, my guy, player that I love to watch, Eberichi Eze, silky as ever and stoppage time um, makes it 2-0. And that was all she wrote. Uh, Crystal Palace then, you know, proceeded to Crystal Palace. Roy Hudson pulling out the bus, everybody aboard, 10 behind the ball. It was immaculate. It was beautiful. Um, Sheffield United did not create a single big chance. That is absolutely disgusting. Um, sheesh, man. I I... I Part of me feels bad for Chris Wilder and, and the boys, but um, another part of me is just like, 
I think it might be time for the sack because uh, the, these results are starting to mount up. I know he's a local lad, hometown hero, but uh, you got to think about the the immediate future, which is looking hopeless. Uh, I need to say for for Sheffield United. Your thoughts? I think that uh, yeah, I guess it would be wouldn't be a bad idea to start looking into giving them the sack. But what I think would be a better idea for them is because if you look at the table, they only have two points, but they're not completely out of it. Like, which is crazy. They have two points, at the near halfway mark, and they can very easily save themselves. Um, so I think they should invest a little bit in January. One thing that I think, uh, should they should do which is a no-brainer is talk to all the big clubs that have youngsters that aren't getting playing time and get them on loan like it's not gonna hurt it's you literally try anything at this point to stay up and who knows maybe you get like a like for example like a young united u23 player and he changes your attack or a young city midfielder and he changes your midfield and stuff like that like they just gave their 16 year old a premier league debut in this game so you can see they're willing to uh, give the youth a chance, but uh, they definitely need to do something. if They want to make any sort of push palace. Very surprised by, I guess how well they played. I don't know if it was like how well they played or how bad Sheffield played, but um, you know, two nil, they definitely deserve the three points because Sheffield deserves zero, but um, yeah, just very, uh, I guess run of the mill now for Sheffield just getting spanked. <laughs> and on yeah. uh, another transfer note for Sheffield, they are looking at uh, Jesse Lingard this January. Oh yeah. I so did we'll see, see what happens there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't know if that's really the answer. I mean, maybe he could recapture some of that famed Lingardino form. Um, Maybe maybe rise back up the ranks as one of the best attacking midfielders, creators in the world. Ever. But um, maybe not, though. Maybe not. <laughs> they better hope so if they make that move. Uh, but nice it can't get worse for him. Yeah, it can't get worse for him. It, it really can't. It would be hard to get worse. Almost impossible, some may say. Incredible. Incredible. That, that would be a feat in and of itself, deserving of a raise. Adam Gase, like... Um, next game on the weekend, though, I think it was the most entertaining game of the of the the, the match week. Six goal thriller, uh, Brighton three, Wolves three. We had the draw on this one. Didn't see a three three draw, but uh, Nuno and Potter found a way to get it done. Aaron Connolly opened up the scoring, nice little tap in off of Leandro Trossard cross. Um, don't know how this wasn't better defended by Ryan Aitnori. He had a real stinker, the youngin did. He's young, so it'll happen. But uh, Connor, I mean, Trossard tripped over himself several times before he was able to put that ball in. You got to think you can, as a professional, you can win that ball at some point during that whole thing. But um, no fear. Because Roman Saiz and Nelson Semedo are here. Nelson Semedo puts in a good cross. Roman Saiz puts in an even better header from the outside of the box, just guides it into the top corner. It was beautiful. Um, and then from there, Wolves started to take over, absolutely take over. Dan Byrne, own goal in the 34th. 
Ruben Neves slots home a penalty in the 44th, and they go in the halftime 3-1. think you're sitting pretty, but oh, no, no. In the first minute halftime, Joao Moutinho gives up a pen, and Neil Mopai, the crying man, the crying maestro, penalty maestro, slots it right down the middle. Roy Patricio has no chance. Just a lot of pace on that ball. And then who else but the big center back, Lewis Dunk, joining the attack, making it 3-3 in the 70th. They uh, they went at each other for quite a bit. Wolves had the biggest uh, chance to win the game, I think, at the end. Owen Adesoe, young American, unfortunately scuffed the header, missed it, um, was left crying alone by his teammates in the net post game. Not a great look, but uh, he had support on his Instagram from from other people, not on Wolves, but uh, it was good to see. Hopefully he keeps his head up. He keeps getting playing time. He doesn't let this let this affect him going forward. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, just uh, Wolves, you, you suck for doing that. Uh, you got to think that even the manager, the captain, doesn't have to be like every player on the team. One of the leading figures should know to go pick your young guys up. Uh, just, you know, encourage them because they're only going to get better. So why not try and help them out? Uh, but yeah, I Brighton are the most confusing and just like fake good and fake bad team I've ever seen. They play terrible when we can't buy a goal. And then now they're getting three, three draws, pulling them out like in the second half, Neil Mopai scoring goals, Aaron Connolly scoring goals. I don't, I don't know uh, what's, What's really what did they put in the water this week? I guess, but very. I would say that it was a well earned result on each side. Uh, Aiton Nori, like you said, put up an absolute stinker. So, uh, you know, both teams had someone who played good, and some people who played bad. But three three solid result, share the spoils. Um, yeah, and um, huge for Brighton to get a point from this game to help stave off uh, the relegation battle. Yeah. um, Definitely Brighton is very confusing. Their problem was they couldn't score goals, and now they they somehow became clinical as ever, having nice tap-ins, elite crosses to scrape a 3-3 draw with a team that um, outplayed them for the first half but really let themselves down in the second. Um, Speaking of a team... To let me down, and uh, I'm I'm gonna have to eat some crow here. You called this Arsenal four, West Brom Big Sam zero. Kieran Tierney makes a wonderful run in the uh, in the 23rd minute, opens up the scoring, and then uh, from there it was just a, it was just a it was just a show by the the usuals at this point for Arsenal. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe slots it in across the face of net, but Kyle Saka makes it. 2-0 on the 28th, goes in the halftime. Then Lacazette gets involved. He's in a wonderful bit of form, this guy is. Two goals. Um, I mean, my man of the match is Kieran Tierney. You could argue it was Lacazette, but Arsenal played really, really well. They looked dangerous in attack. Um, however, yet again, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang missing in action, didn't do a damn thing. Um, I think they need to... I don't know. They need to give someone else a chance there. 
maybe Smith Rowe out there and Willock in the middle. Let the kids play with Lacazette. All you need is Lacazette and Saka. Arsenal are not going down. I was very wrong about that because at times I can be an idiot. It happens. But, um, yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal look good right now. For now, they're above Leeds. That will not remain the case through the duration of the season. Uh-huh. But hats, to, hats off to Arsenal on a good win. Yeah, um, Arsenal definitely deserved this win. Um, played some beautiful soccer up and down the field. Um, like you said, Tierney's first goal. What a run. And uh, what a finish. I mean, just slots it at the far post. Nothing anyone could do about it. And then the second goal, uh, Saka's goal was my favorite. Great link up, one touch passing down the field and just empty net on a little uh, cutback. So really good to see Arsenal playing some actual Arteta ball and uh, not just sitting back against teams that they shouldn't sit back against, which is always nice to see. Uh, yeah, and one thing that isn't surprising, of course, and we can still make fun of Arsenal for this, is that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is a non-factor wherever mm-hmm. he plays, whenever he plays, at 400K a week. You give me 400K a week, and I'll put in a better effort than he does. I won't, I'll probably put out <laughs> the same end product, 100%, because it's nothing. Um, but effort-wise, I'd definitely give more. So good to see Lacazette coming on, though. That's that's really good. Um, and But West Brom, I mean, I don't know. You're, you're not good. Big okay. Sam might not even be able to save you. They never should have fired Billich. I don't I, – No. I, I don't good. see what the point of that was. You just got your – probably going to be their biggest result of the season, and then you just let them go. So yeah, just I mean, they I mean they drew Liverpool as well, so that was that was big under Big Sam. But I don't know, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I, yeah, not good. But um, what was good though? A result we had, a result that cashed in for us. Leicester City two, Newcastle United one. Um. It was a little hairy in the first half. No real, no real big chances created, um, but it opened up a bit in the second. And James Madison, Jamie Vardy linked up for a goal in the 55th. What a player James Madison is. He's uh, just, just amazing, consistent, uh, dynamic in the attack. And then Yuri Tielemans off an assist from Mark Albrighton, the 72nd, put it to bed. Andy Carroll... Scores for the first time in forever for Newcastle. Um, yeah, good, good three points from Leicester, but expected. You know, Newcastle, they're not, they're not good by any stretch. They can grind out a draw here and there, or maybe a two-one. You know, one-one-zero, but they're they're not talented. We all know, we all know their shit at the end of the day. Um, good three points to Leicester, though. Your, your, your opinion? Um. Yeah, good three points for Leicester. Um, one thing uh, that I think we're both pretty happy about, Newcastle, DeAndre Yedlin getting an extended run in the squad. Uh, pretty cool for him, especially after a man-of-the-match performance against Liverpool the week before. Um, always good to see uh, Americans 
getting some play time, but the game itself, you know, I think it was, uh, like you said, it was a little bit hairy, but it kind of always felt that Lester was going to pull out the three points in this one. They were always going to come out on top. I feel, uh, and yet James Madison, just probably England's most, uh, consistent creative midfielder. I'd say, I mean, Jack Grealish probably has more talent, but, uh, Madison never puts in a stinker. You'll he'll always give you at least a seven and a half out of 10 when he steps on the field. So, um, really good for him to be continuing that level of play and Jamie Vardy, not getting on the score sheet, but getting on the stat sheet with an assist. Uh, he's inevitable. You can't stop him. He's like a fine, fine wine that you get at a gas station. Just, just keeps giving a gift that just keeps giving. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting but weirdly accurate analogy for Jamie Vardy. Gas station wine just keeps giving. That is that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, someone that's aged like gas station sushi, though. Frank Lampard as manager of Chelsea Football Club. Um, I mean, you know, this was bad by Chelsea, by all means, uh, especially by Werner. He, uh, he was a non-factor. There are several balls that were put in that I think he could have at least run, run at more. Ziyech also played very bad. He was lazy, lazy, lazy in terms of tracking back at fault for at least one of the goals. And Golo Kante. What were you doing out there, kid? What were you doing? But um, I don't want to take away from the brilliance that Man City put on display. It was it was vintage City, dare I say. And um, what really excited me is, you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this, but I hope that this could potentially be a solution to our striking problem until Aguero is fully fit, ready to go for 90 minutes. Um, Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay both played and they, they alternated up top and they both scored. Um, I'd say they're two of our better finishers. Ilkay's kind of been forgotten a little bit, but um, he's still a really, really good player. He's class. Absolutely. The return of Phil Foden. He was, he was mad that he didn't get in the, the previous game after putting in a great performance in the, in our cup tie. And he came out and he, he showed out, he had a goal and an assist was dynamic up front. And uh, we just Chelsea couldn't even touch us. They couldn't touch the ball. It was it was beautiful. And um, we're in a good position in the league now. Two games in hand from Liverpool. Game in hand from you guys. And uh, I like I like where we're sitting. I like where we're sitting. Your thoughts? Um, yeah. He uh, said you didn't want to take anything away from from City, so I will for you. Um, they played really well, like you said, vintage city. But this was also the classic Chelsea that uh, we've grown so accustomed to over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Diago Silva, what are you doing, guy? Like, again, like an absolute non-factor on the field. Their back line was in shambles. Um, they couldn't play a pass together. And you said Ziyech. The two big things to point out about him. The first one you touched on. Lazy, 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 lazy. He has a work rate of Lionel Messi with a fraction of the production. And uh, that's not good. <laughs> but um, another thing is he's so one-dimensional in how he plays soccer. 
I feel towards the end of the game, whoever was Mark, I think it was Zinchenko down that, uh, yeah, down that right flank. He did great to stop him because he started to realize that every time Ziyech got the ball, he'd fake onto his right foot and just cut back onto his left foot and put it across. He just gave him the byline the whole game, never took it once. And that's super, super defending by him to be able to realize that and play to your strengths and your opponent's, opponent's weaknesses. But uh, it's a great job by Zinchenko. But Ziyech, uh, another Chelsea flop signing, question mark? Could this be a perfect, or no, this would be three of four. Or what? How many signings did they make? Five? One, two, three, four. Five. 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 Yeah, so made five. I would, I would six, say... Including six. Mendy, six. Okay, so I would say uh, right now they're probably at 50% flop rate. Havertz, terrible. Werner, yeah. LOL. Yeah. Um, Ziyech, injury and terrible when he plays. Yeah. Um, Chilwell, I mean, up in the air. He's playing well for him, but I still think he was daylight robbery. Mendy... Eh, and, eh, he's yeah. getting worse. Yeah. He, he's getting worse and worse every week. And same with Silva. And same with Silva. Started well, but he, Silva uh, started out as one of the best center backs in the league, and now he's yeah. mid. So can Chelsea make it a perfect hundred percent on summer signings, flop wise? No shot. Um, I, I they could push for eighty. Yeah. They could push they, for eighty. I still think Chilwell is going to be going to be the good one out of the bunch. Um, yeah, it's, it's not but hard. the rest, it's looking bad. It's looking real bad, especially Werner. He uh, he stinks. He stinks, to be honest. He looks scared out there. And I know that Ruben Diaz and John Stones are imposing physical men. I know. Ruben Diaz is a rock at the back. It's uh, it's immaculate. And um, But, hey, you got to get on the end of those crosses at the end of the day. But um, another thing we need to touch on, we would be remiss if we did not touch on this during this game, the reason that Everton versus City, our previous match was postponed because a litany of players and staff members um, test positive for coronavirus. And we, there was news broken by multiple news outlets, reputable news outlets about how this happened. We have one repeat offender and one new offender. Um, and there's two, two places I want to go with this. I just want to address it first and how hilarious it is. Kyle Walker and Benjamin Mendy had not one, but two separate sex parties, two separate sex parties. Kyle Walker did this when COVID first started and he's at it again. Um, I mean, Hey, more power to you, bud. I I can't say that this isn't something that I, I don't endorse, you know, sure. But given the circumstances, given that we're paying you a lot of oil money you got to be smarter than that guy, especially this is a repeat offense. How many sex parties do you need in the span of 365 days? It hasn't even been a calendar year since his first sex party. This is ridiculous. But uh, Ben Mendy, I think, had the more funny, I, I think, humanizing um, story about his. He called a modeling agency in London, told them to send him a big bum Latina. Um, I can't say I blame him. Gotta love big bum Latinos, right? Um, but Ben Mendy, out of the side too. Come on, man. Come on. We love you as a Twitter admin, but again, gotta be smarter than that. I thought it was funny though. Um, 
That being said, Zinchenko played very well, and so did Cancelo. Um, I think everybody played really well, including Zach Steffen. Ederson was not at a sex party. He he was, I think it was a family gathering over the New Year's time, so that's more excusable. That's fine. That being said, Zach Steffen for president, keep him in the net. Keep the fullbacks the way they are. Keep this lineup the way it is. This was the best performance of the season. And God damn it, you need to you need to let them cook if this is the state that they're in. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I I think City should be punished because what I think they should be punished. Like it's different going to a grocery store and coming in contact and getting COVID. Completely different than having multiple sex parties. We are just During the horniest team in England, like with Phil too. It's yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know it's not baseball, but I think st- three strikes should be should be an out. But uh, whatever happens there, I guess uh, they they're gonna do them. Doesn't matter. Death, COVID, sex parties will always rage on. But um, <laughs> I mean, going back to the game a little bit uh, with Werner. Shout out to Julian Negelsman the coach of RB Leipzig in Germany who made this German farmer look like one of the best strike prospects, striking prospects in all the world. So good on him. Great coaching. Uh, Cause speaking of robbery with Chilwell, I mean, it wasn't even robbery. They just gave like, it was, it was consensual rape. What happened? And yeah, I don't know if I can say that, but uh, that's what it, what it was and yeah um yeah also shout out Hassan who you know he had him for two years as well in our in Leipzig you know 30 goal comps with him so just and then that Frank what three three in all competition goals yeah Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um let's talk about him maybe starting versus Morecambe maybe get his confidence up in the cup yeah until he doesn't score and then his confidence is down the drain. <laughs> He's ruined for life. He's absolutely ruined. Uh, I love it. Roy Keane spoke some facts on Sky Sports. Did you see him? I love him. I love the guy. Uh, he he was talking. He was talking about Lampard. And, you know, it's a it's a it's a merry-go-round. You know, it was Ollie, then it was Arteta. Now it's Fat Frank, the former players. You know, in t- states of turmoil. Do you think Frank makes it through the season? One hundred percent. All right, we better hope so for for the for the sake of our clubs. Would hate to get them somebody competent at the reins, somebody with uh, actual managerial experience. Maybe you know. Yeah, CC Thomas Tuchel. Mm. Yeah, perhaps Chelsea win the title in their first season with Tuchel. Another ink, I'm calling it. They win the title. If he becomes in charge, not this like year. This, like if get, yeah, next. If year, he gets fired, I mean, in like his first full season, first full season. I mean, I'd still like to see them make some moves, but uh, I, I think he could definitely get get the best out of Silva again. But I, as for Werner and Havertz and and uh, Ziyech, are, are they Premier League players? I, I don't know. I, uh, the book's still open on that for me. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, next game on the weekend, though, like we said, the Saints came marching in. God bless them. God bless you, Ralph. I know this meant a lot to you. Drop down to your knees. It meant so much to you. The big Bavarian manager, he, um, they won 1-0. Uh, 
open up the scoring very early. Danny Ings did the former Liverpool man doing it to his old club. I love to see it. And uh, for the for the first half, Liverpool couldn't really get much going. Southampton was able to take it to him. As the game went on, though, you could see Southampton's legs going a little bit. And Liverpool really upped the intensity. There were a few times that they missed big chances, including Mane's header at the end. He had a few more inches on him than I think that's going back to the net. But he does not. He's not Ronaldo. He cannot fly like Mike in the air for headers. So unfortunate for you, Gallo. Um, Three points to Southampton. Liverpool drop points again. And uh, the boys over in Manchester and, and Tottenham, they are they are licking their chops right now. And Leicester, but who really cares about them for being real? Um, your thoughts on this wonderful, wonderful result? Just smiles. All the smiles. smiles. For the, we, smiles. You can't see them, but it's all smiles right here. Uh, I, the only time I think... You know, I was more nervous in stoppage time of this Southampton game than I was in the United Villa game watching it. I was literally standing up in front of my TV with my hand on my head, just yeah. hoping and praying, and then a scream of exuberance once the final whistle blew. I look I look like Asenhugel in tears because um, it's coming home, and that's, that's going to be great. But great job, Southampton. Uh, very it was dominated by Liverpool, but wasn't to say Southampton didn't have their chances, obviously. Uh, very good game, I think, for it to be so kind of one-sided. But, uh, you know, great effort, great defending. Uh, the second half was basically in their whole final third for most of it. So great job on them to hold on and hold tough. But Liverpool, uh, oh, oh my God, yeah, I, it just came in my head. Jurgen Klopp in his post-game interview. Uh, oh, yeah. Completely out of the blue. Didn't even say anything. Just coming in. He goes, you know, I saw a stat that was uh, Manchester United have gotten more penalties in the last two years <laughs> than I have in my five and a half years here. Oh. Uh, first off, you got someone on your mind there, Jurgen. Uh, you scared a little bit? You thinking, thinking a little too much? Yeah, rent-free. Rent and number two, you know, Liverpool have uh, – the same amount of penalties scored as United this year. Ooh, saucy. Yeah, and uh, United have taken one more, but I believe that one was retaken and scored. So, uh, as is yeah. as is customary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruno always gets a second chance, but um, yes, no, yes. I don't know what he's what he's crying about. I mean, it's grow up. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to see him when Ollie dishes back at him and just like, well. You know, when we're in first place, it's it's nice. And then oh, it's going to be great. I, I want to see him cry more than anything. And uh, I think it's coming. Yeah, he, he really is losing his shit lately. Um, wow. Just saying something about United in the post-match yeah. when he played Southampton. They yeah. didn't even play the same day. That's no. two days ago, right? Like not yeah. even yesterday. Like, wow. Yeah, just Always on his mind. Could you imagine a United manager bringing up Liverpool in a post-game press conference that had, like, nothing to do with them like that? No. He'd get ripped no to shreds by I everyone. I think anybody would. I mean, as Klopp did. As Klopp did. Everybody was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> he, I don't know. Uh, he's losing it. He's, he's losing, losing it. Too he much is... bleach on those pearly whites. <laughs> 
Jesus, yeah. Too much bleach on those pearly whites. Um yeah, so that was our that was our week of games. Um in the prediction show last week, Faye, you, you had Liverpool, but over the week, you know, considering Man City's astounding performance, my heart was in a different place come game time. And I, I did so happen to bet on Southampton plus four seventy five. It was a great play. Shouts out to you for that. Shouts out to Man City for for getting me excited. Haven't had a lot to be excited about. Eagles are the are are controversial laughing stock of the NFL. We, we won't get into that. We'll get into it at the end of the show. We'll get into it as, 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 as we always tangent into other things. So um on the twelfth we got games. Before that we got we got some cup ties. Uh United and City play in the EFL Cup. I believe it'll be B teams playing each other, yeah? Yeah. Less, maybe, maybe some starters, but, you know, Stefan and uh, Henderson and, you know, two and Sabi, yeah. you know. Maybe Fred could play. think Fred plays. I think, yeah, I think he plays against you guys, not against Watford, so he's good for Liverpool. Right. That makes sense. And Burnley. That makes sense, yeah. I think I think Gundogan could still play for us. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. Foden, considering he, he's been on and off. Uh Maybe the sex partiers are back. I, who who fucking knows? Uh, City had four more positive tests today, as of, out of the people who were have been getting like you know the testing stuff. Four okay. came back positive so far. All right, so hopefully our bubble is un unbroken. Hopefully some kids can play. I guess I'd, I'd like yeah. to see that. Maybe give Taylor Hardwood Hardwood Bellis another chance. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they wear a scum cool. this time. Oh yeah, God! If he wears a scum. Uh, he wears one. I hope he gets done by everyone <laughs> yeah. on the field. Hey, Even his own team, you. like his own team, nutmegs him or something. I'd maybe love. Eric Garcia gets his send off for us before he leaves. <laughs> yeah, that's know. that's a big loss too. That's eh, I mean, not really he's, anymore. He's a young up, not anymore, but always good to have that kind of depth for the premium. When a, when I'm when when Eric Laporte is riding pine because John Stones and Diaz are playing so good, and we have the best <laughs> defensive record in the Prem. I'm I'm fine with that, man. I'm absolutely. What, what yeah. happened to Laporte? Like, is, is stones. it stones? It's it's literally stones, well. indeed. Like, there, it's not Laporte's not bad because you saw in the Spurs in the Spurs game. Oh yeah, the, I thought he was he the best was center back in the league before this season. So I mean, I still think he's he's top. I still think he's up there, but Stones is Stones. Like he's what everybody thought he could be right now, and uh, Diash is. He's going to be amazing in the future, and uh, Portugal really have a have a rock at the back for their next World Cup. You know, we you know we both said we're fond of them for the next go round, but uh, yeah, especially are. Bruno, Portugal, Jota, Odense, Wolves. <laughs> yeah, Wolves. <laughs> yeah, I love how they're they're so like open about it that their uniforms are literally like Portugal, just a shade darker. That's it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is. I, I love when, it. I love when it. they played it's United, good. it was like, whoa, when did uh, Bruno file his one-time switch? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly, funny. man. Dude, you got, the, you got the Portuguese manager, Portuguese super agent, Portuguese players, Portuguese kits, and your transformation is complete. Um, I don't know. It's, and a top class American youngster who's going to be speaking Portuguese and wearing short shorts in the summer. Uh, but it's the, the beautiful thing. Wolves is done. 
we're so diverse. We're gonna have we're gonna have Eunice speak in Spanish, Weston speak in Italian, Des Spanish and 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 Dutch. Um, Pulsic can still speak some German. We know that Adams. Uh, Johnny speaking Brazilian Portuguese, and then there's Anthony Robinson just with an English accent. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, uh, do you want to talk about the FA Cup at all, or do you see do you see any? We we it's that the thing about the FA Cup is, and why I don't really want to predict it, is that it's fucking crazy. You really don't know what's going to happen until you see who's going to play. For example, in Spain, they have the Copa del Rey. Um, going to show my culture here. That means the Sun Cup. I'm uh, I'm elite at Spanish. Um, <laughs> Wait, what do you think it means? It means the Sun Cup. The Rey is the Sun. Rey is King. Rey is Sun. King. Oh, the three there, yeah. All right. <laughs> Round of applause. Wrapped in the show. I'm going to cut that out. Um, <laughs> But anyway, in the Copa del Rey, Celta Vigo lost five to two to a Segunda Division team. It it literally <laughs> translates directly to the Kings Cup. Look, Ray sounds like son. I don't know if I was getting that. Oh, Mario. Soul is son. Soul. Yeah, that's makes sense. See, guys, <laughs> I went to college and I graduated college, and I got really good grades for the most part. But um, um, I would guess Spanish thing. wasn't one of them. Yeah, no, I got a C in Spanish. That was that was not good. I got a C in Spanish, and that was that was that's the blemish on my record. You're not cutting this out. This has to stay in. It's gonna stay fine. It will stay. Anyway, the FA Cup is craziness. Yeah, see who plays. See if the youngins happen. You know, there can be upsets. I, I remember last year Oxford. They they made it pretty far. They knocked out Newcastle. Even it was it was dope. But um, speaking of Newcastle, they she, feel, uh, speaking of Newcastle, they play Sheffield United. Um, two bad teams. One is better though. Newcastle get the three points, and the snowball continues. I'm off Sheffield United getting a win. I've given up all hope. Fuck them. I'm not. Uh, but they're not gonna get one in this game. Uh, I do think. It'll be a gross, disgusting draw. Just 1-1, nil-nil. But I think they're each going to get a point, and it's going to be probably one of the worst games of the year. So that's it. Yeah, I can um, definitely see that happening. Yeah, um, that would be fitting. Bad game. I could see 0-0, just an absolute shitter. Yeah. Um, Next game, though, huge game for United. Absolutely massive game. The pressure is now on. You guys are fully in a title race. The title charge is on, and it's not going to stop here. You guys get three points at Burnley. Um, can't see this going any other way. If you guys get Burnley, then shame on y'all. That's that's all I can say. Um, I, I think United gets the three points, but... It's going to be like one nothing. It's going to be oh, the God. scariest thing ever. Oh, it better not be. And dude. it's going to be like a Bruno Penn or like a Bruno like Penn off a handball that's two inches inside the box. Yeah, like barely, like right after the full time yeah. whistle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, just 
controversial. All right. Something's going to happen. I hope all the goals that we score for the rest of the season are penalties. Just because yeah, I, I thrive off of rival tears. I know. You, you drink them. You drink them. They keep you hydrated. They keep you well. They help your skin. You, you're glowing today, my friend, oh, off of all the tears that have, that have been donated to you. Crazy. Um, you know, the tears of Giants fans have been, have been easing the Eagles' <laughs> uh, disappointing season, but that's, that's neither here nor there. What is here and there and everywhere is how Wolverhampton Wanderers are taking on Everton. Two well-drilled teams defensively who can score the ball up front but are not the greatest at scoring the ball up front. It's not like they don't have talent. It's just the, the end product is not great for either. Definitely better for Everton. Mm, I could see Everton winning it in a close one, but I really, I really, my heart says draw on this game. I think Everton will win. Because um, Hamas will probably be in the starting 11 again, given he got half an hour. Oh, yeah. Uh, he got half an hour last game, and then what now he has, what, like a week and a half? Yeah. Okay. I could, yeah, I a could week see that then. from today. So I could see if he starts, Everton win. If he doesn't start, I see a drop. <laughs> but I'm going to bank on he starts, and Everton will get three points. Uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that if he starts, he gets three points. That, that's that's definitely a big factor. He's their their best creative player. Hopefully, he can get Dominic Calvert Lewin back to his consistent scoring ways. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Next game, though, an an easy one, I think. Man City versus Brighton. Um, Just for some context, 5-0, We're going to beat them, and we're going to beat them by a goal and a half. At least take that spread. What do you think? Um, Yeah, I mean, they they should demolish them. So, you know, vibes, Uh, City. City win. Yeah, definitely a city win. I smell, definitely smell that three points. Brighton, Brighton's firing. I mean, when they're firing, they can get lucky enough and keep up with anyone. They're not good enough to, no doubt, but they're going to lose. They're like, going to lose. By a lot. And by a lot. But like, I, I can definitely see no. like 6-3. I know that sounds crazazy. I can see 6-3. Six, 6-3? Three. Three? No, maybe 6-1. It could be. It could I definitely be think Brighton firing. score. I definitely think they score. Just no. Zach you know. Steffen's a brick wall. We're not going to switch off again. When everybody was pissed that we didn't keep the clean sheet at the end, everybody was pissed. So uh, not going to happen two times. In Ederson in. Why would you say that? That's like because <laughs> I want City to lose. That's like communist propaganda. No, Jesus. I want I want City to lose, <clears throat> and I want. We're not going to lose either way, we, dude. We could put fucking Kyle Walker in net for this game. We'd still win. He's probably still going to be out with COVID. You still, one of his. Sex that's what I'm saying. We can put a there. we can we put a big bum Latina in there. She makes some saves. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the next game on the weekend, though, London Derby, Aston Villa taking on uh, Tottenham. This is going to be a great game, man. This is going to be a great fucking game. It's, it's two bastardly groups of midfielders. Um, I could really see a draw on this. I think, yeah, I think I'm going draw on this one because uh, it's so tough to call this because they're, they're both very good defensively. Spurs are clinical up front. So are, so are Villa. Triore and Grealish are in amazing form. McGinn and Louise versus Sissoko and uh, Hoiberg. That's going to be a battle. Uh, 
I, I can't wait for this game, but I, I don't know. I, it could be low scoring draw. Um, I see a Villa win, and I could I could definitely see uh, both teams getting on the scoreboard here. Because right, I right. think they're both pretty solid defensively, but I think Mourinho's men are just going to get sucked into the type of game that uh, Villa is going to want to play. And just Grealish is going to draw another like 15 fouls. I think it'll be a nice Villa win. All right. Yeah, I, I could see I could see a Villa win, but I, I really have no idea in this one, to be to be completely honest. But I do have an idea about the next game. Arsenal is taking on Crystal Palace in another London derby. And um, I think Arteta and his men will get the three points. It has been a few years, actually, since Arsenal got three points from this game. All the way in January 20th, 2018, Arsenal won 4-1. I don't think it'll be some like 4-1, but I think they'll get the three points with the way they're playing, assuming that they keep playing Smith Rowe. Saka, Laka, and Jaka. They can do what they want with Aubameyang, but those four need to play. Your thoughts? Um, those four definitely need to play, but I'm going to stick with my prediction from last week. Um, nine points from nine. Arsenal are flying high, and the plane's going to crash. Um, Palace win this game. Hey, that would be a big result for Palace, bad result for Arsenal. Um as much as I'd love to see it, I, I can't help but give props to the Arsenal youngins and the Jaka Lakasaka. They've been they've been all doing their part, man. Yeah, um, it speaks volumes about their veterans, so I mean cough cough Aubameyang, really. Yeah, he about stinks. It. He stinks so that guy. He's missing. He's still been missing since we put out since we put out that that uh that amber alert for Aubameyang. He has been missing. He looks like a lost child out there on the pitch. Um, really next game on the weekend, though, we got Fulham taking on Chelsea. I mean, hey, this this should be three points for Chelsea. Historically, it's always been three points for Chelsea. You got to go all the way back to 2012, last time Fulham picked up anything. And uh, as much as I'd love to say that, Fulham have been dealing with coronavirus. They're going to be missing players. I don't know who that is, but at the end of the day, they just can't afford that against a team that maybe is not playing well, but still has some talent in terms of Pulisic. Um, maybe Giroud will play. Calum Hudson-Odoi still looks good. Reese James, I like him. Um, so, yeah, I think Chelsea get the three points. Yeah, um, Chelsea need to start that front three. Giroud, Pulisic, and Adoy. That is easily, I think, their best front three. Um, and hey, maybe Werner off the bench, uh, you know, his fast legs against tired legs. Maybe that's what builds his confidence for Frankie. But I don't think this will be a confidence-building game for the Blue Lions. Fulham draw. Walk away with a point. COVID and all. It's over. Chelsea are in the mud. All right. I, I like that. Chelsea in the mud. So um, that does it for the games that we have for you guys. We're going to pick up with match week 19 next week. Uh, gave you guys some good insight, some good picks, uh, some transfer rumors. And um, 
yeah, that, that, that does it for us and our predictions. Is there, is there anything else you want to touch on in, in soccer? I, oh, I saw FC Dallas is the youngins are going to train with Bayern Munich. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Great deal that Dallas and Bayern have been working with the past couple of years. To, I love it. That's how MLS clubs should operate. hundred percent. You, yeah, you don't want to sell your young talent for cheap, I guess, but if you respect you the to. big clubs, big clubs respect you. They'll give you it's better sell on soccer. Yeah, like you sell some like look at um Banfield, Hamas's club. They sold yeah. him for pretty cheap to Europe. They made sure that every club he went to, they got fifteen percent. Yeah. And they've made more money than they ever would have made. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um stuff like that I think they should gravitate towards. But I love seeing that those five kids are going over. Yeah. Love that from from Dallas. Love that from Philly too, you know, selling their players on to Genk and uh, Salzburg as we talked about. More MLS clubs need to start doing that. Need to we need to build up a standard that we are a legit league in terms of producing young talent. And um at the end of the day, I think the the more young talent we consistently produce that then goes on to play in Europe, that could increase the popularity and draw of MLS as a whole. Yeah. Um, and- I, yeah, you can go. No, no, no. What's up? No, you go. No, you no, go. No, I was done. You was go. Done. No, you weren't done. No, I, I, I literally go. forgot what I was going to say. Uh, then um, I guess I'll go. Um, right. Yeah, and if you just keep creating more talent, then some of that talent is going to stay. Because you'll have A-plus talent, A-talent, A-minus talent, B-talent. Those B-talents aren't going to get the good deals. The A-talents are. So that B-plus talent that's still pretty good is going to stay in the MLS and make the MLS a better league for it. So stuff like that, I think. It's still a lot down the road, but I think this is the path they need to go and be a retirement league because it's always cool. Like, who doesn't want to go see Ronaldo drop three games or three goals every game when he comes to the MLS in four years when he's fucking 90? So let's – I mean, I hey, I, I'd still want to see that, especially if they're <laughs> up in New York. I'd go to Yankee Stadium, watch some Lionel Messi play when he's 40 years old because you know what? Messi's as much coming as to we're talking good about the young talent that uh, MLS is producing, uh, I think Messi could play until he's 50 and be a top goal scorer in that league. No problem. Maybe yeah. even older. doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Nani one. and what he's doing. Yeah, he's one of the there. best players in the yeah. MLS. Yeah, <laughs> and Rooney. Was Rooney, Rooney, Rooney took Rooney, his yeah. team on a playoff run by the scruff <laughs> of the neck when he's when he's not even like a, a uh, an average player. I'm going to say not even an average player in the championship anymore. Or yeah. He was before that. And then um, Zlatan came over. Zlatan literally for the memes, co- season yeah. and a half, almost won MVP, like thirty goals. Yeah, if he played every off. game, he would have won MVP. He just yeah. sat out half the time. He's he, doing commercials, working on his business, did, growing Zlatan the brand. Genius move. Genius he, move. Genius. Yeah. He practiced and then went to go film movies and shit. Yeah. And that's what's yeah, going to be this like generation Ronaldo. when they come to yeah Ronaldo and Messi when they both come to MLS one day. That's going to be. Good times. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, they're gonna compete in the. We're gonna see them play for chant for finals every year. Yeah, that's gonna yeah. be great. The Classico and the uh the American Classico is gonna happen every year. It's good. I hope I they go. Yeah, if they go to the different. I hope it's Miami and LA. Because that'd be great. The vibes Just, associated with the vibes would be immaculate. immaculate. It's, yeah, it's gonna go. be crazy. Yeah. Um. Wow. What great thoughts about the MLS going forward. 
Um, but that that's uh, any, anything else in the in the soccer world going on? Any big um, news? Yeah, actually, not Premier League related, but um, what's really cool, and I don't think it's going to happen because this would be crazy if it does, but Sergio Ramos has apparently told Florentino Perez uh, at Real Madrid that PSG have told him they are going, going, not they want to, they are going to bring in him and Lionel Messi uh, to pair with Neymar and Mbappe next year and win a Champions League. And he said to Perez, sources uh, have told that he is more than enticed by this deal and he will reject any new offer that Madrid give him. I mean, so yeah, Ramos that would be insane. Be I don't know how that works out in practice because when you have Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, those are uh, Mbappe less so, but definitely Messi and Neymar. Those are two people that don't work when they're when they're tracking back. So you know, you gotta definitely get Ramos in there. Maybe that could work. I don't know, but that is the the one. I mean, it's news. the French league. It's it is the French. No, they win the league, but that's not the goal. The goal is Champions League titles yeah. for them. That's the only goal that matters. And speaking of which, they made the move from Thomas Tuchel to um, Maurizio Pochettino, former player, former Spurs manager. Took that sorry club to a Champions League final. Um, I'm a fan of him. I don't know again how it's going to work in practice, given that front three. Um, you got to assume they want to press high. Those don't seem like the players to do it, but nonetheless, it still is Neymar and Mbappe. And um, he, I, I still think he's a class manager. I think it's going to give him an uptick in form right now. They're going to win the champions league. Absolutely not. Are they going to win a league one title and a coupe de France? Yes. Yes, they will. Uh, what do you think? Um, I, I don't I don't like the firing of Tuchel. I understand it. I don't like it. Um, I mean, in the the presser, Pochettino didn't look happy at all. Didn't have a smile on his face holding up the jersey. You can tell that he really wanted to stay in the Premier League with his next coaching job. Um, so I think it'll probably work out. From I mean, like you said, uh, they'll clean out or they'll win everything there is to win in France. No ifs, ands, or buts, but. I don't think they'll win a Champions League. They don't have the right pieces. PSG will spend for the right pieces, though. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's going to be hard to top what Tuchel did. So, I mean, first ever PSG Champions League finals appearance. Highest ever PSG manager win rate. Uh, he won three out of four games in his career at PSG. And, um, hey, let's... Yeah. And he, he made Mbappe, like Mbappe was always good, but under Tuchel, uh, Mbappe really took a stride forward. He was always looked at as one of the, the best young talent in the world, going to be one of the best. But the last two years, he definitely made that step up to being one of the best. And I think Tuchel had a lot to do with that, but he's just so naturally gifted to work for anyone. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I, 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 I think I've been, you know, I don't like Potch, but uh, yeah. So that's that's probably paying into it. We'll see. Yeah, and uh, I I can see where you're coming from with uh, not liking the move. It's not, but I I guess you do have to understand it in a way because their their form in the league yeah 
is not up to par. It, they made it out of the Champions League group barely, you know, from a United meltdown. But um, it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, this I may be, this may be a lateral happened. move. This may be a lateral move at the end of the day. So Yeah, that's what I think. I don't think they get better. I don't think they get much worse. They're going to... How like, do you get much worse when you have Neymar and Mbappe? Yeah. Good, you know? Like, one of us... And you're already on the group stage. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. Uh, check our football manager CVs. We're building them up right now. We're going to put them out in about a year and a half. Probably start... I think League Two is a fair start. We'll pull them up, though. We'll get them. We'll get yeah. them kicking. Get I don't the, need a transfer budget. Just we just have stop. we have the youth talent network. That's on lock. We that that part's fine. Transfers ain't done. It's over. But, over. Yeah. Over. But um, that's probably the biggest bit of news out of the uh, soccer world. Um, Pele, you know. He scored 1,200 goals according to his Instagram bio, though, but that's not really news. He's a uh, – let it go, man. Let it go. We, we respect you. You're great. Three World Cups is amazing, will not be topped, and that, sir, is enough. That, yeah. sir, should be enough. A lot of people still think, like, he's the best ever. And, like, yeah. the, and the main like, argument is the World Cups, and that is extremely yeah. valid. You know how hard it is? It's yeah. extremely hard to win a World Cup. Just ask and, Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, and being the best – he was 16. When he won yeah. his first, like sixteen, with Absolutely two bum crazy. knees, and he yeah. was the best. And there's videos. The we know he was legit. We know <laughs> this isn't a myth. Like, we know this isn't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a comparison, He's, but we know it isn't a myth. Yeah, it's like um, it's it's like Wilt Chamberlain. Like I was gonna say Wilt Chamberlain, but I was like, I think he'd still be really, really good just because he was like seven feet tall and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pele was also sick, though. Like Pele, yeah, no, could play exactly, today. exactly. They were actually mm-hmm. sick. Maybe, maybe you might have some arguments about the era, but they were sick. They were timeless. Yeah, so I think he's just hurting his case by yeah doing this. He like, just looks like a salty old head at this point. Yeah, my parents still think that he's the best ever. They won't listen to Ronaldo yeah. messing conversations. Um, but is there anything else going on in your sports life, your life life that you want to bring up on the on the podcast? Um. Yeah, that uh, reports came out while we were recording this. Carson Wentz does not want to be traded anymore. Did you see that? Uh, well, yeah, because those – so I've deduced that unless they come out out of Philadelphia media outlets, there's really no way to know that they're true. They probably aren't true if they come out of Adam, Schefter, Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. I'm not doubting their credibility as journalists. I'm doubting their credibility as journalists for the city of Philadelphia – you're in New York. You're in your Brooklyn fucking chateau doing whatever you do, sipping on sangria on a Monday afternoon, talking about talking about the Browns COVID situation. You don't know what's going on in our city, and that's why you shouldn't speak on our name, all right? All these trades reports are bullshit. You know what isn't bullshit, though? How the players are pissed at, at, at the coaches, and that's not bullshit because Miles Sanders himself went on the radio and said it he also said he wasn't sure who made the decision to pull Jalen Hurts. So that's why I don't know if the situation is dug is repro- is uh, reparable. But uh, hopefully it came from Howie Roseman. Hopefully that news leaks. Hopefully everybody decides that he's a cuck bitch, beta cuck, and that he gets fired. Because I'm, I'm, I'm actually fine with Doug. I think Carson needs to get the chance to be fixed he's an opportunity to run it back and he needs a number one wide receiver in the draft uh, and 
all these rumors that aren't coming out of Philly themselves and go fuck yourselves. That's it. So, so who's trustworthy? The Philadelphia Inquirer? Yes. Who else? Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, any, any Philadelphia Eagles beat writer. 94 WIP, 97.5, um, A2D Radio, um, Grease Pole Podcast, um, <laughs> this podcast, Birds, Birds Over Boys. Um, that's it. It's not, not Schefter and Rappaport. No, because they don't live in Philly. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. They're not with the team. They don't even talk to the team, I bet. I don't know. They got it literally up the crack of their asshole. Like, that's where they get these rumors at the end of the day. Because, you know, at first, you know, I hear it. It's on a Sunday. I'm reactionary. I'm pissed. But then I look at the game. I watch it. Carson's, you know, helping out. He's doing his thing. And uh, he doesn't seem like an asshole at the end of the day. He's a religious man. And he may be pompous and in your face with his religion. But I don't think he's selfish in his actions or intentions like that. Um. Let's run it back. Let's make these moves. Thank you, Zach Ertz. I love you. It was it was real dog. We'll always remember you. Should have a you him. should have a statue right next to Nick Foles in my book. But uh, really, he caught the pass. Mm, yeah, he did. And that year, he broke Witten's catch record for a season. It was it was a great season. So he he's a Philly legend. Hundred percent in Philadelphia, especially because if you talk to actual philly media who know him not adam schefter he wouldn't know this you know he's always uh, at charity events always in the city always available to talk you know he's he's a he's a big part of philadelphia as a city he's done a lot for the community and he will like malcolm jenkins he's in that he's in that category of you know activism and being remembered by our fan base so where do you think he goes uh, I'd love to see him, you know, go to the Colts. I think that'd be any anybody on the Eagles going to Frank Reich, getting that juice back would be something I'd love to see. Um, another team that I think could use a tight end. I want to see him go to a winner. Miami. I could maybe the Patriots could use him. Patriots. Miami. I, I like Jazeki, I won't lie, but I think Ertz I think they're similar players. Neither of them are great blockers. They're both better in space. Um, Pittsburgh could use a tight end. I don't like Eric Ebron that much. I think he's a bitch. No, no um, that that would make their offense formidable. Yeah, and uh, apparently they're in for uh, what's his name? They're in for Darnold if the Jets trade him. Oh, that would be. I would like that move to be honest. That would be Big crazy. They'd be so good. Or Stafford. So good. I think there's going to be a little oh, merry-go-round yeah. of all these vet quarterbacks. Everybody. Musical chairs, you know. Don't Another team that came to my mind cool. just now, though, the Bills. Yeah. It's on the Bills. That would be wow. elite. Elite. And Give Josh Allen another big target. They still have a they still have a few years of him on his rookie deal, so maybe they could give him two two for thirty, two for forty, something like that, you know, give him a quick little payday. And then he comes back to Eagles on the cheap and finishes his career in Philadelphia, which he will. Ink that Earth will be back even after an Eagle. Even after Sunday. After he stayed on the field till one in the morning and cried in his post match, yeah, I think he's going to be back in the city. It's Howie's fault. Uh, He's a bitch. uh, uh, Imagine. He's a bitch. Imagine. Howie's going to be gone, baby. He's been fired once. He'll get fired again. When does the uh, NFL season start? September? 
let's say let's say September first, the game one, Eagles versus the Cowboys, Zach Ertz suiting up for the Dallas Cowboys. We wouldn't trade him to Dallas. We wouldn't. Anywhere outside of the division, just not in the division. Honestly, we could trade him to New York or Washington. Don't give a fuck. Just can't trade him to Dallas. Well, New York don't need I him. could see him. I mean, he's from California, so I could see him wanting to go to the Niners or the Rams. or The Rams could really Ooh. use a tight end. He'd they could also Rams. use a quarterback, though. They're in a similar situation as us, except they don't. Except with less options. I, I don't know. They got the finance guy now. Put him in trade. Vegas. You know their quarterback has an active LinkedIn page. Jared Goff? No, the guy who played this weekend. I forget it's, his name. I forget <laughs> his name. He was working in, uh, in finance a few weeks ago. His LinkedIn page is still active, and it is now updated with quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. That's awesome. He played for Wake Forest. Normal-looking guy. He could run a little bit, and he only had one turnover as opposed to Jared Goff's inked two or three in big games. So maybe That's Wall awesome. Street broker to NFL QB in a matter of weeks. Maybe mm-hmm. he can deactivate that thing if it, if it goes, keeps going well. He'd have to keep it, though, just for the memes. For the memes, yeah. No, it's already... Updated every like a resume Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl champ. Yeah, I was saying man, they go on a run. I mean, their defense is phenomenal though. Their they, defense is crazy. They absolutely it should up be the Rams. Though. I mean, the Cardinals. The, the amount of money they spend on that side of oh, the yeah. ball is crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, the, hats off to the Cronkies. You know, um, the, you know, you got to <laughs> think that if you spend a shit ton of money on players in two places, that at least one of the teams will be good. And shout out to the Rams because imagine both those. Big money players flopped. Yeah, I'd have a, I'd quit. I'd I'd uh, I'd divest myself of both teams and I'd go into another venture because clearly sports is not for me. Yeah, or what every Arsenal fan wants. So he gives up on the Rams and invests it all in Arsenal. I mean, but, hey, uh, you got someone on four hundred k a week who's on a milk carton in London, bro. He he's he's been scared. He's been scarred. He's been scarred. I don't know. There. Uh, what a time to be alive! What a time, what a time to be alive! Um, how how the Bucks doing? How's Giannis looking? Great. Dropped forty forty four last oh, night. Oh, saw that season high for him. Yeah, so, really took uh, it. To I think him. it was a career high. Career high forty three. Yeah, yeah, forty three, forty four. There we go. So, Love it. He's he's doing. Sixers it. are the best team in the NBA for now. Six six and one, undeniable. Really excited for when we play the Nets on the ninth. That's uh, or the seventh. That's a big game. Hot take. Hot take. Hot, hot take, take. Hot take. The Nets are gonna fall off super hard. I mean, they all hate who, each other. Who got already. who got hurt? Who, who was it? Levert or Dinwiddie? Did that someone hurt? get hurt? I think Dinwiddie. Levert got hurt. or Dinwiddie got hurt. So yeah. that's big. But um, I mean, just like chemistry wise, they hate each other. It's weird because DeAndre Jordan starts, but Jared Allen plays more minutes every night. It's to make so they definitely have something. Happy. Yeah, they have something weird going on. And I don't know. Uh, know. Tayshon Prince is a clip actually of last night. Uh, like he gets a rebound, Kevin Durant's leaking, and it's on a fast break, and he like loses his dribble and tries to pass it to Katie. Kevin freaks out. out. Yeah, Kevin freaks out, like punches the ball back at him, and then they close up on uh, Prince's face. Wow. And he's walking back, and he's like, "Yo, they're fucking trying me. I'm done. He's trying me. I'm done." And yeah. so it's just all going to... I mean, 
right down the shitter. I could I could see that. That would be amazing. Um, you know, Stoudemire and Nash already on the coaching staff. I think if things get too hairy, they have to bring in the likes of Rajah Bell, someone who fucked with Kobe, might be able to control that locker room, maybe. Kevin Garnett. Give Rajah a call. Um, yeah. That's... Yeah. Or like J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Just mellow everyone out. Just be smoking too much pot. Kyrie doesn't need to get too much too much more creative, man. Open up his fifth eye. Oh my god. Yeah, maybe he might be able to see a pass better, but who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Um, well yeah, that uh that just about does it, right? Yeah. Anything I think else? That, uh, I think that's right. everything from the week well, soccer show. That's everything from us. Good job by you. Thanks everybody for listening yet again. Coming back at you next week with more games, more takes, more Manchester propaganda coming from both sides, different colors, though. Um, we got it all here on the We Call It Show. The We Call It Soccer Show. The We Call It Show is the best the we in call the business. Um, the we Call It Show. Yeah, so uh, make sure you watch some show this weekend. Going to have a lot of good show games. Uh, yes. yes we'll get good show. Going to bet on some show. Wake up, wake up, yeah. Right, take care, everyone. Gotta hit All the right. buttons make me focus. Lyrics flowing out like hocus pocus. I don't even really need to talk this to focus. I'm just trying to get rid of the locusts, you know this.